Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show this Saturday uh, afternoon here in beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. Today is November 14th. My God, we're only, what, two weeks away from Turkey Day. And I know our Thanksgiving season is going to be a little bit different than it was this time last year and the year before that and the decade before that because of COVID-19. But you know what? At this point in the game, at this point in the year, let's just be thankful that we, if we get to see a Thanksgiving holiday, just be thankful for that much. Lots of people didn't make it, unfortunately, but let's just hope that we all are, are, you know, on Turkey Day, that we are all one and accounted for. So that's the beginning of being thankful. So right now, I am thankful that you have joined us here on the show for today, November 14th. And that brings me to our guest. We have two very, very fine filmmakers. First one. I talked to her just a few hours ago. Her name is Erica Ortiz, and she is the director of the film short, The Tampon. Strong name, I know. We're going to get into that in a minute here. Well, this film is screening at the Holly Shorts Film Festival that's going on right now virtually, like all film festivals are. You can go to hollyshorts.com. Just look at all of their schedule. Everything is there. The final day is tomorrow. And we have been talking to some of the filmmakers who've had uh, film screening uh, there all this week. So we are very thankful for them uh, for allowing us to do so. So, um, again, the... Holly Shorts Film Festival, this is their 16th, I believe, anniversary. Very prestigious film festival. Even though they specialize in film shorts, they their film is big. Their film festival is huge. It is a huge, it's a wonderful opportunity for filmmakers who have film shorts to have a film accepted at this wonderful film festival. So it's been going on since November 9th, and again, it ends on tomorrow. So, uh you can see this film, The Tampon. Uh, you just go to the to the website, hollyshorts.com, and then I'll bring Erica on in a couple of minutes here, and she will give us even more information about uh, the website for the film, uh, social media pages, all that kind of great stuff. So let me quickly tell you that the film is really a coming-of-age type of um, a film. Young people... And it's really all about consent. Uh, What's official, what's good, what's bad, what is totally don't even try it. It's about consent. And in this generation of Me Too and and all of this whole social issues, this is a very important film, I think, especially 
people really of all ages, but especially young people need to look at this. It's not a preachy film. It's uh, it's very artistic, but it also has a very valuable and important message that all of us can learn from and is done in a very entertaining way. So um, it will be screening, as I said, at the Holly Shorts uh, Film Festival. Go to the website, hollyshorts.com, and you can get more details. But before I say anything else, let's bring on Erica Ortiz, who is the director of this new film short called The Tampon, and we're going to bring her on right now. She can tell us more about the storyline, the making of, and everything. So let's switch over and bring Erica on right this minute. Okay, everyone, we have our next guest here. She's a very talented film director. Her name is Erica Ortiz, and she has a film that is screening later today at the big Holly Shorts Film Festival in Los Angeles, and the title of it is called The Tampon. So, Erica, you got to tell us about this film uh, and the unique (laughs) title there, and how did this all come about? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, So, The Tampon was written by the incredible Matisse Haddad, and she's also stars in the film and produced the film. And The Tampon is a short dark comedy revolving around consent and it sparks when the main character finds her tampon on the ground after a night of heavy drinking and she's inspired to create art from it. She's a visual arts major in college and as she's creating this art, she has this meeting with her professor and the professor asks her some really hard questions um, about tampon because she's amused by finding the tampon on the ground and Moose the main character is is just laughing and the professor is like so is this project about consent and the main character is just like baffled by this question by her professor so it it leads her down this spiral of, of thinking about the night beforehand and whether or not her interaction with with her her co-star Adam McNichol um, is consented or not, mm-hmm. and and it was all you know inspired by by Matisse's writing. It was inspired by the Kavanaugh hearings during the the Me Too movement. So um, it's a very important short film that we are very proud to share with everyone at Holly Shorts. <laughs> Definitely. So I think the the message of the film really should be viewed by as many really high school and college students all the way around um, because, you know, consent has always been, uh, you know, a, a strong message. But especially when light of the Me Too movement is it's really taken a forefront in, in the social climate here in the country. So what what kind of feedback have you been receiving um, from young people who've uh, seen the film? It's really interesting because for me, as when I received this script, I began to, to read it and it felt very lighthearted and fun and playful because this character herself was just, she, she embodied those things. And um, as she discovers what she's actually going through. Uh, I feel the tone shift 
and it gets a little bit heavier. Um, and I feel as, I mean, for me, I could speak for myself as a young woman growing up in America today, uh, we've been kind of taught to not talk about these things and they're a bit taboo. And um, I, I can say for myself, and I've actually, I've heard this feedback from, from women who watch the film. I feel like as though we've been suppressed to speak about these issues. And, uh, and I just feel like it's a very important, it's very important to open up the floor to allow others to speak about it. And this film inspires conversation. Um, and it's been a great experience to, to witness how many women and men in a room open up about their personal experiences revolving around consent. And of course, we, we do understand that for young ladies, the, the film obviously resonates with them. But what about for young men? What have they been saying about the film who've seen it? Um, we have received uh, strong responses from men. We've received silence. Oh. We've received, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, I feel like the end kind of ends, you know, it's, it's not like I feel like when I directed it, I knew that it would kind of be an open-ended ending. And with the male viewers, it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's a handful of responses. But overall, I'm, I feel very supported by everyone who I've shared it with. Um, yeah. Uh, That's good there know. was one friend of a friend who, <laughs> who was actually upset and began to to justify some of his behavior, or he asked me, oh, is this okay? So is this okay? And um, it, 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 the film has done exactly what I wanted it to do, and it's inspiring thought and conversation to hopefully get us to a place where we are making better decisions. Yes, and that is definitely the overall bottom line, is to you know, cause people to just kind of stop and think and reflect before you make certain decisions. Uh, because nowadays being sexually active, if you're not careful, can get you in a lot of problems, illnesses, maybe even death. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely time to, to stop and reflect and think. So, again, this um, the film is currently streaming on the, the BIT, B-I-T, BIT Picks platform. So people can just go there and download it, and that's it, if they want to see it. Yes. So they, they would actually go to Holly Shorts and then you you create a login through BitPix and and they allow you access to the film, I think until the end of the festival. Okay. Um and I don't have that date on, on me at the moment, but yes, it's okay. up on Holly Shorts. Holly Shorts, okay. And to further speak of Holly Shorts, uh huge festival. I understand there were over six thousand film submissions. Uh, for their, and this is their 16th anniversary, by the way, for folks. But your film was selected among those 6,000. I can only imagine how excited you were when you, where, where were you when you first found out that your film had been selected? Um, I was actually at home just waking up, and I received a text message from one of our producers, Melissa Perner, and I my heart just started beating and I was jumping up and down and screaming. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's such an honor to be chosen um, to be a part of Holly Shorts. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge. I mean, even though they focus on shorts, it's a big festival. (laughs) Yes, it's Oscar qualifying. And actually, I've I've watched a lot of the films in the last few days, and they're all so uniquely special. Um, Yeah, I'm so proud to be in that festival. (laughs) Yes, and that is another aspect of uh, the success with the tampon. It is... uh, uh, a part of the Oscar, one of the Oscar qualifying films for Holly Short's Film Festival. So, man, let's just see where it goes for you guys from there. So, so what happens? What's next? Are you going to continue on the film festival circuit, or, or what's next for the tampon? Yes, <clears throat> excuse me. So we are going to screen at official Latino film festival next. Okay. And then we have another. Uh, festival in Montreal, the Montreal Feminist Film Festival, and um, I believe we have a few more submissions to hear back from, and I know that Matisse is writing the feature-length version of this character's story, so the tampon still continues. It continues. The journey still continues. Okay, and that's what I'd love to hear about uh, when I talk to filmmakers who have done film shorts. Uh, film shorts just leave you it's like an appetizer. It just leaves me with just enough. It's like, man, where's the main course? Is that going to come next? So this is good news to hear that the tampon is going to have a full feature coming soon. Yay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's going to be so cool, so cool. So uh, is there an official website or social media pages for the film or what? Yes, definitely. Um, for, let's see, the website is com. Okay. Let me just double check that. <laughs> I hope that's that's a real easy one to remember. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's does and then dash tampon dot com. Oh, okay. Got that. And and then for Instagram we have the tampon movie. So okay. it's just at the Tampon movie. Or Instagram. Okay, that's real easy to remember. And finally, what's uh, your next project, or will you be also directing the full feature film for the Tampon, or, or what? We actually haven't talked about that yet, but I, I hope that would be really amazing. Um, but I'm actually, I just finished writing a third draft of a feature film, and it revolves around a, a young Mexican-American model who is pressured by her modeling agency to embody Eurocentric beauty standards. And she goes into this downward spiral of attaining these characteristics, uh, especially to become thin, and she begins to use drugs to lose weight. Uh, so it's a drama centered around the media and Eurocentric beauty standards and those pressures as a, as a person of color. And once again, a yet another hot trending topic that we are dealing with in our society. So, uh, yeah, you are, you're on a roll here, Erica. And these are <laughs> great topics, though, that, you know, they, they can't be addressed enough. We need to keep addressing these types of topics until they just stamp out, just, you know, eradicate Thank you. them. Yeah. It's so necessary, and I'm just honestly very grateful that I I get to do this, mm-hmm. and I get to share it with the world, and pe- and there's people responding to it, you know. Um, I'm very excited for everything that's to come, and hopefully to inspire, you know, change in, in the world that we live in today. 
Definitely so. And finally, uh, do you have a social media handles or website that people can reach out to say hello to you? Yes. So my Instagram handle is Erica Ortiz, and that's E-R-I-C-A-O-R-T-I-C-Z. There's two Z's. Okay. Um, and then my website, <clears throat> excuse me, is, I need to double check this. Oh, yes, it's Erica Ortiz with two Z's.com. Okay. okay, Erica Ortiz, two Z's.com. We can't mess yeah. that up. Not, I, not even me, because I'm a notorious for getting website addresses wrong. But this one, I can get this <laughs> one correct. <laughs> I can get this one. So great, because we have a lot of listeners out there I know will want to uh, follow the work you're doing, the films, and, and see your feedback, which I know filmmakers love that. And uh, so we will stay in touch and hopefully uh, can talk to you after this project uh, about the, the modeling uh, con- um, story is that finished. Above all else. Above all else, okay. Hopefully it will be ready next year, I hope. Which yes, I'd love for that okay. to be yeah. <laughs> Above all else. Okay. Well, Miss Erica, I know that you have a lot to get done today because your film will be screening at Holly Shorts in a few hours. So we, we know you got to get all ready for that. And um, congratulations on that. And so we will just continue to follow you. And hopefully your film will make it all the way through all of the speed bumps and the hurdles that it takes to get to the final round of the Oscar qualifying films list in February. So we, we're so delighted we had a chance to talk to you. So thank you and congratulations again. Thank you so much, Janice. Okay, take care. Now have fun the rest of the festival for you. Thank you, you too. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. Glad you could join us today on Saturday afternoon. We're bringing you a show. I'm watching some college football, which is what I love doing on Saturdays during football season. And uh, so we're just kind of multitasking here, talking with fabulous guests who are very talented and very um informative, shall we say. So anyway, before we get to our next guest here, want to bring to your attention a couple of uh, auditions that I think you'll be interested in. And oh, they told me I, I always forget to give our email address. Hey, you want to drop us a line, info at filmfestivalradio.com. We'll be happy to reply back to you. Okay, auditions. Let's hear it. Two of them. So grab your tablet, your chalk, your whatever it is that you use to write this information down. And if you don't have a pencil right now, as I said, just send us an email at our email address there. All right. Producers are searching nationwide for people who want to come clean about a white lie that you may have told your significant other. Yes, yes. If you have told your significant other, you know, a little white lie, you you, you told them something, I'll I'll give you some samples here, but there's going to be a new 
reality show at a major cable network, and they are going to help people. If you told your significant other a white lie, they want to make an honest person out of you. This is a chance that you can clean, clear it up. Yeah, get your mop and broom, clean up the little white lie. And what they're looking for, they're looking for unmarried couples, okay, unmarried couples who want to come clean with their partner before you take the relationship to the next level. That's why they want unmarried people. Because you want honesty. If you're going to make it official and such, you, you need to be honest. You really do. So you can probably, hopefully, turn that white lie into fact or at least clean it up with this particular show. Now, this is how it's going to work. In every episode, one of the people who ever told the white lie will admit to the lie and they will do whatever it takes to turn that lie into the truth during this show. I can only think of some doozies that some people that I know have told their partners, and I don't know how they'll be able to turn that into the truth, but that's another story. So each episode, there will be a team of specialists on, professionals, who will help one of the partners overcome their deception, restore their credibility, and hopefully save the relationship. So, you know, if you know what type of white lies that you've told. Maybe you said that you uh, that you were an, a graduate of Oxford University. Yeah. Or maybe you said that you were uh, a fighter pilot in the Gulf War and you helped to rescue some hostages. I mean, some people can really tell some doozies. Or maybe you said that you only have have slept with one person in your whole life and, and, and it's that person that you're with now. When in actuality maybe you've you've slept with fifty seven people. No shame if you have, okay? Just just saying. Just saying. You know, so they're going to have experts there to help you to clean up your little white lies so that you can move on to the next level in your relationship. Okay? Now here are the requirements. This show is open to all types of couples, all ethnicities, and you need to be between the ages of 25 and 40, and they do not want you to be married, though. That's the major requirement. They don't, they're looking for unmarried couples, okay? So you can be whatever type, relationship, genders, uh, whatever ethnicity, but you need to be between the ages of 25 and 40, and you will get paid, okay? I don't know how much, but again, they will have experts, professionals on there, on the show to help you to, to you know, gain back your honor. Yes, they'll be there. Now, the um, the 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 months that they will be shooting this show is between January and March of next year. I don't have the specific dates, but it will be between the months of January and March 2021. Now, if you want to apply, here are the requirements that they're looking for. You need to send your name, first and last name, your contact telephone number, the city and state where you live, and a short paragraph about your lie. What did you tell? What, what did you say to the, your, your partner? And why do you want to come clean now? Is it marriage 
possibility coming up or maybe your conscience is just bothering you or whatever it is. Just a short paragraph about your lie and why is it that you want to clean it up and come clean now. And finally, send a recent photograph of yourself and your partner. And it needs to be in JPEG format. Got all of that? I hope you do. I really hope you do. And again, if you don't, you can email us, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and we will forward you the information. Now, send all of that, your first and last name, your contact phone number, city and state where you live, short paragraph about whatever lie you told and why you want to come clean now, and a recent picture of yourself and your partner. Email that to couplescasting2021 at gmail.com. And couples is with an S, is plural, couplescasting2021 at gmail.com. And it's 2021, like the, the, the year, 2021. That's it. That's all you need to do. That's it. And it's uh, if you are selected, they will have um, COVID-19 protocols, health and safety protocols in place if you are selected to come uh, in person. But right now, they want to see what you look like on by picture. They want to see and hear and read your story. And don't go, don't go too long. Just go right to the point about what the white lie is about. That's it. And that picture, please, of yourself and uh, your significant other. Sounds like it's going to be a fun show. Uh, again, oh yeah, one more thing again. They're going to be shooting between the months of January and March of next year. Okay, let's go to audition number two. Now, there are millions, millions upon millions of fans of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, uh, ABC's blockbuster hit shows there. So, season 17 of The Bachelorette Yes, it's, it's been on that long, 17 seasons. They are looking for contestants. Yes. So if you are a gentleman and if you would like to pursue and woo and sweep a beautiful young lady, a bachelorette, off of her feet, they are looking for you. They're having auditions. Now, uh, of course, in the past, they would do all of these auditions in person, but now, like everything else that's going on, these auditions will take place mostly online. So they are looking nationwide, a nationwide search for eligible men, again, that would like to appear uh, and do auditions for The Bachelorette Show to try to, you know, charm and sweep The Bachelorette off of her feet. So if you are single, guys, please be single for this. If you are single and if you're looking for a committed relationship, now you're not looking for, you know, you're not looking for a one night stand. You know how the bachelor and the bachelorette rolls. If, you know, people have actually gotten married, started families from being on these shows. So guys, if you're, if you're single, first of all, you're looking for a committed relationship, the bachelorette show is seeking eligible men for their new upcoming season next year. And if you want to uh, apply, or maybe if you want to nominate someone, you need to go to this website, and the application is all there with all of the information. So go to the website, bachelornation.com, the forward slash mark, apply, A-P-P-L-Y. And that's Bachelor, B as in boy, A-C-H-E-L-O-R, Nation, 
N-A-T-I-O-N dot com, the forward slash mark, and the word apply, A-P-P-L-Y. You go there, all of the stuff that you need to know is right there for you. Fill it out. It's just basic 101 information. Send it in. And if you are selected, they will, uh, I don't know how, I don't know if they're going to, obviously they're going to do probably Zoom or Skype or some of those uh, initially. And if again, this is another situation that if you are selected to go in person after, if you make the telephone, the video auditions, if you pass that, if you go in person, again, COVID-19, uh, health health uh requirements, health restrictions will be in place. So be prepared to follow the rules and follow the health laws, okay? Good luck to you guys. I hope that, uh, you know, you go and apply. And if you are selected, get, get through all the process, then maybe we will see you on ABC's The Bachelorette where you are trying your best and, and bringing your best foot, you're bringing your A-plus game to try to get The Bachelorette to select you. You never know. Drop us a line if you do get selected. Say, hey, we heard about the auditions on Film Festival Radio. We went and applied, and guess what? We got selected. That'll make us so much fun. We have had people uh, through the years we've done this show, uh, we read these auditions, and we definitely have had people to uh, to make it you know, past the first two rounds. And we had, I think we had a couple of people that actually, 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 who was it? I can't remember right, right offhand, but we did have people that made it all the way onto these various shows because, you know, we give you information about so many auditions. So we have had some success stories. So, yeah. Well, okay. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to our next guest. So stay tuned to Film Festival Radio. We'll be right back. Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, we are back with more of the show. Uh, hopefully you guys will take advantage of those uh, auditions that we just shared and heard here. They sound like they'll be a lot of fun if you get selected. But anyway, that brings us to our final guest for this edition of the show. We're here uh, Saturday, our Saturday, spending our Saturday afternoon with you, our listeners. What could, you just can't get too much better than that, I think. I love sharing our guests with you guys, and I, I just know that you love it too because we are, you know, we've been here for 13 years as a podcast, and we are also uh, want to remind. I keep forgetting to say this, but we are also airing on a local uh, Las Vegas radio station every Saturday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. It's KSHP. KSHP is in paper. 1400 Talk Radio, and they stream nationally. So if you go to their website, kshp.com, and you'll see uh, at the top right-hand corner in red, it says Listen Live. And so you can click on that link, and you can hear the show in real time, and you can hear our show. Yeah, we have a podcast version of our show, and then we have the uh, 
the Los Angeles, Los Angeles, I'm in Vegas, not LA. <laughs> we have the Las Vegas version of the show as well. So you can hear us every Saturday. We've been airing on the station now for a little over a year. And we just love working with those wonderful people there at KSHP 1400. So please join us uh, to listen to that version of Film Festival Radio Show. Okay. All right, let's go right now to our guest for this final segment here on the show. Um, Everybody's familiar with the TV One television network. They have such fine programming in all areas of uh, from films to television shows and reality shows. They just do a marvelous, fantastic job with entertaining us here. So one of their upcoming new films that will be premiering on uh, November 16th, what is that, Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. Those of you who live in other time zones, please check listings, please, for your specific time zone. Um, But the movie is titled Blood on Her Badge, and it stars two people, two very fine actor, an actor and actress that uh, we are more than familiar with seeing them on various shows, Raven Farrell and Taquan Richmond. And we've seen Raven in, uh, oh God, lots of, All Eyes on Me, The Hate You Give, that's a good movie, The Bobby Brown Story. And we've seen Taquan Richmond in lots of shows, Everybody Hates Chris, uh, BET's Boomerang series, General Hospital is another one. And the film, we don't, we're not going to be talking with her, but it, the film also stars Titana Jackson, uh, who was also, uh, in Boomerang, Disney on Ice, just, a, just a lot of uh, other films. But our guest for this segment is both Taquan and Raven. Uh, Raven stars as the lead actress. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, the, the title kind of says it all. It's, it's a thriller drama type. And so the, the, in a nutshell, it kind of brings to the attention about how childhood trauma can lead to some very poor and bad choices as an adult. So Raven her character is named D, and D is a police officer. And I'm not going to say too much more because we want Raven. Um, we want them because I sometimes people say you tell too much. Okay, we want Raven and Taquan to fill in the blanks. Um, and Taquan, I will tell you this much. Tell you this much. Taquan stars as D's boyfriend, and it's, it's I mean he yeah all right, but he's not the best. <laughs> the character. Taquan is the best, but his character is like, mm. so we're going to bring on both the actors to tell us more about this new film. Again, TV One, new thriller drama feature film, airs on Monday, November 16th, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time on the TV One Network, Blood on Her Badge. So let's bring on both uh, actors to give us more details about the movie right now. So let's switch over to our other line. Well, we have everyone here. We've done a roll call. We have me, Janice. We have Raven Farrell, and we have Taquan Richmond. And you two are the principal uh, actors for TV One's new thriller drama film, Blood on Her Badge. Oh, that title kind of 
says a lot there. Uh, you guys, <laughs> but I understand that it's it's kind of sort of a love story of sorts. So you you two just jump in there and, and fill us in on what this film, the storyline. Yeah, so um, Leather Her Badge, you're right, it is a love story, um, but it's a, it's showing the, the journey of uh, Dee Johnson's first love. And um, it shows the things that she goes through, um, not only to obtain it, but to keep it. And um, and she she gets into she gets into a, a lot of sticky situations um, with with Trace Caster. Um, it's based off it's inspired by true events. Um, so yeah. Okay. Okay. And so um, I, I want to throw in that D is all is like a misguided police officer, and Taquan, you star as her even more misguided, drug-dealing boyfriend, Trey. So tell us about Trey and how does he fit into all this even more so? Um, I think Trey is, uh, you know, like you said, he, he is what he is. Um, but I think he just spotted an opportunity. I think he spotted an opportunity. Uh, he saw an inexperienced police officer and he might have thought she was kind of cute as well. And I always say this, he just wanted to charm and try to disarm her of everything and to try to manipulate the situation for his own betterment. Um, so we get to see them go through different uh, events that that Trey seems to mastermind. And they always aren't things that uh, that turn out well or things that, you know, D. Johnson's character should be doing at all. So uh, you can kind of call him like, like the, the virus. He is the COVID of this movie. <laughs> he, he always he comes through and just, <laughs> he messes everything up. Wow. <laughs> I tell you, if, if Trey can charm a police officer, that's that's a player's player right there, Trey. He's, he's good. Oh, yeah, that's the man. <laughs> <laughs> he is really, really good. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so I'd like to ask each one of you the same question. What was it about these characters uh, when you first read the script? Did you immediately know, I want to play D, I want to play Trey, or did you have to kind of, the, the characters kind of grow on you later or what? When I when I read the script, I immediately, immediately wanted to do it just because it was different, but I do feel like that I've seen some parts of Raven inside of D. Johnson. And uh, that's what kind of like guided me into to really creating her and really and really mm-hmm. being her in a sense. Um, I feel like when I, at, at first, it like like I said, at first it was it was more shocking, but it's also realistic because of the feelings that's involved and the like the underlining of the story. It's just that it went to a whole nother level of the things that we go through as people every day. It just it, it took a, it took a level up, <laughs> and that's what shocked me about it. But I think it was interesting interesting for it, and I, I fell in love with it the first time I read it. Okay, what about you, uh, for, for myself, uh, for myself, I just felt like um, you know not to be too political about it, but I felt like it, it couldn't have been a better time and uh to touch on this subject with the climate that we have going on with between 
you know, specifically black civilians and the police. So I feel like uh, th this really speaks out about that and it, it really shows the dynamic between the two, whether it's fear or whether we're manipulating or wh whatever it is. I just felt like this was the perfect time to touch on that. You're right. That this topic matter is, uh, unfortunately, it is very current uh, with what's going on with our police forces. Not all of them, of course, but so many of them, unfortunately. So I was wondering, do either one yeah. of you have family or friends who are, are in, the, in law enforcement in any, any way or what? Uh, no, not in law, law enforcement. No, I've had to, I have I've had family members that experience similar situations as far as what's going on in, in today's in today's world as far as just like police brutality and everything, but not on the other side, no. Okay. Okay. No, not for myself either. Okay. Well, I mean, I think these, like you're saying, these types of situations definitely have happened to. Uh, family and friends, unfortunately, again, but, um, you know, it's just like, like the storyline was just taken out of headlines. So, uh, now, was the film already totally finished when the, the COVID shutdown occurred or, or what? Yes, so we actually finished, our last day was like a day or two before the city shut down. Ooh, so literally the last week of shooting was more so like when when COVID started being the same thing. And it was like, oh, snap, like it's, it's getting, it's, the cases are increasing and everything. Mm -hmm. But literally the last day, like two days later, the city had shut down. Okay, that was good. Very, very good timing as well. It was, it was very great timing. And so, it couldn't have been closer. <laughs> that was cutting it. Right. That was cutting it real close. And so um, was this shot, the film shot of where? What city was it in? LA. Oh, it's in LA, LA. and um, I guess you can kind of say Anaheim. Oh, Redondo. Okay. I'm not sure what the area is called, but Nicola City. Um, a little bit shot in NoHo. Yeah, it was, okay. it, was, it was basically the different suburbs of LA. Well, there are so many films now shot in Atlanta. Atlanta is just giving LA a run for its yeah. money. <laughs> so I have to always ask. Yeah. <laughs> I have to always ask about it. I used to live there. I used to live there. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, especially with um, with with our culture, with with the African American culture, with with Black Hollywood. It's, it's oh, yeah. crazy down there. Yeah, it, it's crazy in a good kind of way. So now we have two right, sure right. cities that we can find, you know, work in as actors and actresses, yeah. which is very good. So I was wondering, do either one of you, do you do you write? Or do you have, you know, want to get into directing or maybe you're already doing it or what? Um, yeah, I, I uh, actually, I've been using this COVID time to actually try to finish up and develop some of these scripts that I've been working on. And uh, I can say I'm an aspiring director. I haven't directed yet. But uh, that was one of the, the main advantages working with Ken Michaels, who was our director for Blood on Our Badge. Um, you know, he's an actor, director as well. So I caught myself taking a lot of notes from him, uh, you know, just trying to see how he communicated and seeing what differences he made from other directors that I've worked uh, work with. And um, so I was definitely taking notes the whole time. Uh, produced a couple films, but nothing directed yet. And that's my main goal for 2021. Wonderful. That's a very, very wonderful. Then you'll be the boss behind the camera then. Oh, nobody's the boss. It's a creative <laughs> effort. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that both of you have uh, worked in for, on projects at several other different networks. Is this the first time that you guys have worked on a TV One um, project or what? It is mine. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think I worked on a project called Ringside back in 2015, maybe 2016. Uh, yeah, I did Ringside with TV One. Oh, okay. So you're kind of like uh, reunited, coming full circle, so to speak. As well. Yes, yes, yes. That's like like family over there. Okay, okay. So I was wondering, uh, for each one of you, uh, you're now very accomplished actors, actress. Uh, was acting is this something a profession that you guys both you you always wanted to do from childhood, or are you just kind of accidentally when you know anything you were doing some acting, or did you have other aspirations first? Well. Okay, so I, I went to a, a performing arts school. That's that's like the school I went to my entire life um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I did uh, I did violin, um, ballet, and, and theater. But I thought growing up, I, I always thought violin would be my route um, until I got to probably like junior, uh, senior year. And um, I started focusing more on the other side of television, which is like the producing side. Um, and then once I moved to Atlanta and I attended college, that's when I started getting into acting with television myself. And then it kind of just rerouted me, <laughs> and I stayed on on that side of it. Okay. All right. And so, Taquan, what about in your case? Raven, I love the way you say Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I uh I started at nine. Um like uh, most people at that age, you know, it's commercials you know, little co star guest star spots there. And it, it was nothing that I actually knew I wanted to do. Uh my mother is an actress as well. She's been on a few soap operas and things like that. So I never took a liking to it but uh she just told me, you know, try it out. If you don't like it, you don't you know, it's whatever, but I think you'd be good for it. You should try it out. Um, so I went on my first audition and booked it, went on my second and third and fourth audition and booked those in a row. And then we were just like, maybe you should stick with it. And here I am. <laughs> I think this next year makes 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you don't, you look so oh young. <laughs> no, so no I don't know if it was something I was meant to do with it. It was in, my, it was in the past somewhere. <laughs> I think it's definitely in, in your That's DNA. So wild. Isn't it though? So who who is your, what's your mom's name? Her name is Temple Poteet. Okay, and so she I I have never been into the soaps that much, so I probably I, I just talked to uh, Deidre Hall earlier this week, and I was so embarrassed because I have <clears> not followed Days of Our Lives that much, but you know everybody <clears throat> knows who Deidre is, but it's obviously. Um, Take Kwan in your DNA to be an actor, and here we are here. Yeah. Which is so cool. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, which is so cool. So, okay, um, you know, for the for the, um, the the TV one for Blood on Her Badge, um, viewing Zoom party type of celebrations or what? I don't know. Let's set it up right now. So, Kwan, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am fully impressed mode until this is over. 
<laughs> no, um, we definitely we definitely have fun at our rap party, but we do need to run it back, being that we have a uh, we should have like a Zoom watch party. Or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah, you guys should. Do I know my mom, like my family back home, is having cabin like a a viewing gallery. Everything is open back then in Ohio, um, and they're having like a little party. But I'm I'm not sure if I, if I'll go to Ohio. I'm like just stay here and watch it. Oh, y'all can just Zoom with the family. Um. Yeah, why not? That would be fun. That would be fun. So, so okay. What about any live tweeting, live live social media doing with with viewers or what? I don't know. Are we doing? I, should we do that? Yeah, yeah I, 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 we should. You should. You should. Yeah, you just made that. <laughs> they need to give you credit now because uh, you can call three right. one. <laughs> Give me credit for that. Right, thing. yeah, for Give sure. Give me credit because you, but fans, you guys know this, fans love that kind of stuff because they feel like they're getting in touch with the actors and so, yeah, why not? So, further, speaking of social media, how can people, you know, keep in touch with you guys, say hello, give comments about uh, Blood on Her Badge? What are your social media handles or how should they do this? Um, so my social my social media handle is at Ravensrell R A Y V E N S E R R E L L on all platforms. Okay, and what is and mine is at T oh sorry mine is at T D A S H T dash Rich on all platforms as well. Okay, what's that? I'm bigger on Instagram more than anything though. Okay. So people can just go on these handles, and if you guys do some live tweeting and live live anything, they they can find you and jump jump in there. Just jump right in there. Yes. So, Raven, I got to ask you this before we. I got one last question, but uh, I know you get asked this all the time. Are you related to Rich, Rachel Farrell, Rochelle Farrell? I'm not that I know of. Okay. I just had to ask you. I have no ancestry that calling me, though. I'm not sure. No, I'm kidding. But, okay. Yeah, not that I know of. I just had to. I, she's one of my favorite jazz people. So I was like, gotta ask her to be tacky with me to ask, but I'm tacky, so I ask. <laughs> I'm just, I have not had any coffee in his shows. Uh, but lastly, what's next projects for you two? Uh, for obviously for next year that we can talk about, or can we talk about them? Um. Well. I have a film that I believe is being released next year, um, called The Violent Heart. But as far as like um, anything that I like that I'm working on right now, I'm just I'm auditioning right now. I'm perfecting my class right now, and we're waiting for the next project. Okay. And Mr. Richmond, what about you? Um, yeah, the same here. I think uh, everybody's looking for 2021 for us to get back rolling yeah. again and, and let our industry open up. And uh, so, like Raven said, this whole time we should be studying and uh, perfecting our techniques and our craft um, and developing these scripts on the back end and learning how to, to, to get behind the camera as well uh, mm-hmm. to utilize those kind of talents. And uh, But for now, we have Blood Under Badge, November 16th, on Monday night on TV oh, One at 8 p.m. <laughs> With the possibility yes, of live tweeting. Hint, hint. Yes. Possible live tweeting. Possible live tweeting. Possible live tweeting. 
Okay. Well, 80% chance. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to go click in on and see. And if you do, I'm going to say told you. Here I am. Well, that's going to be fun, but I love I love these kinds of films, the, the genre, I should say, of these types of films. And uh hey, Raven, it sounds like uh Mr. Taekwon here might might be directing you in the project soon because he seems like he's he's loving that directing thing there. I can tell. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I would never work with an nice. I'm going to put it down if you ask me anyway. No, 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 no. You got to understand this is our dynamic with oh, yeah. what we did on set all the time. It's I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you two had a lot of fun on, on working together, and that's always good because oh I know you've heard the stories more than I have. Whew, I've heard some horror stories oh, yeah. when some actors work together. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Miss Raven and Mr. Taekwon for this chat. You've been such a delight. And uh, we will be tuning in on November 16th, Blood on Her Badge. And hopefully it'll get cleaned up and you two will live, we'll see. The characters will live almost happily ever after, we'll, we hope. We hope. We're going to tune in. Well, <laughs> okay. You have to watch it. I'm going to watch it and find out. We're going to all be finding out is there a, an almost happily ever after for these two or not, for these two characters. So we'll see. We know you guys are going to have a great happily ever after, but your characters there. We'll see. <laughs> so thank you thank both you so of much. you. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for having us. Okay. We appreciate it. Definitely same here, and thank we'll you, see you Monday night on uh, TV One. Yes. Alrighty, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, thank you both. Uh, God, they're so cute. Uh, Taquan and Raven, you can tell that these two had a lot of fun working together on the set uh, and the making of the film. Because, you know, as we just said, that is not always the case because we've, we've heard the stories about a lot of actors, actresses working together on films television shows working working on records albums and such not always get along sometimes it just ugh, it's horrible but not so much with these two we can definitely you know tell they had a good time so uh for now let's support them watch their film monday night blood on her badge november 16th tv1 is a thriller drama star show it's not a show, it's a film. Uh, and it's airing again, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern Time on TV One Network. TV One TV One has so many really cool features and TV shows and such. So um, we'll be tuning in because we're all locked in. I mean, what else are we going to do? So let's support these very talented actors and actresses and musicians while we're all locked in together by you know, listening to their music, watching their films and television shows and such. And, uh, you know, just show our support, lend our support to the fine and hard work that they're all doing. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you to all of our guests uh, for joining us for this edition of the show. We'll have another show for you tomorrow. And so make sure you tune in. 
and stay safe, stay healthy, stay safe, please. Let's all continue to work together. Unfortunately, we've got a surge still going on in most of the country, but let's all work together, you know, doing the protocols, washing our hands. We're not out of the woods wearing our mask. We're not out of the woods yet. But if we keep going, keep going, keep working together, we'll get out of this eventually. We will. Other countries have, and we can too. Okay, we'll see you guys tomorrow, and have a great rest of the afternoon here on Saturday. Okay, we'll talk to you and see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.